We'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society. And today, Scott and I have a discussion about the recent economic news, uh, Nikki Haley's new endorsement, and a comma. So let's listen in. Yeah, so what is going on this week? I I think uh, there were probably two major stories going on. Um, that you know that are not related, but but probably have to do with the the future. Uh, one, of course, is what's going on in Israel and Gaza, mm-hmm. and of course, the second one is that you know there was really good economic news today. Yes, that I, I don't think is probably getting the play that people might want to give it. I mean, the economy grew by five point two percent in the last quarter. That's the kind of growth that you get when you have a really good economy. Yes. And I guess I, I wonder why people don't see that. Um, yeah. And, and there are interesting reasons for it, mostly because I'm guessing because Fox tells them not to. And most people in the country, sadly, still get their news from Fox and friends, you know. Let's not call it. Let's not call it news. Let's just say they get their disinformation from from Fox. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so, um, you know, you have these phenomena that happen. Uh, for example, uh, in 2016, when Donald Trump was elected president, exit polls showed that the number one thing that um, his voters were concerned about were was um illegal immigration and at that time illegal immigration was at a 50-year low but nobody told them that they just kept complaining on fox all the time about illegal immigration and what a big problem it was and it really wasn't a big problem but they didn't know that and so they voted on that issue and because trump is very good at using three-syllable chants uh, they were able to, to, you know, go around yelling, build that wall, build that wall. And that will, you know, that, that held sway in, in 2016. That was, that was the issue that most people seem to vote for, um, mm-hmm. an issue that had already been solved. So it's a little, it's, it's, it continues to be disconcerting that people would think that we're in a bad economy. There are people who are talking about this being like a stealth depression or uh, stealth or, or the silent recession and things like that it's you know nothing like that at all right now and um inflation continues to go down as anybody who's ever lost weight knows the last little bit is the hardest bit right so yeah, getting, absolutely. From, getting right getting from three to two is like losing 25 pounds and the first 20 was easy <laughs> and that last five is hard <laughs> so um it's, uh, you know, it, it's obviously going to be a challenge to get below 2%, but, uh, you know, or, or two, 2%. And, and, uh, that, that continues to be the thing that people are talking about. And of course, prices are still higher. I mean, just because of inflation is lower doesn't mean that, you know, that last year's high prices are not affecting this year's prices, but we've talked about this before. Uh, the price of most things has gone down. People are still spent, you know, the economy being good, two thirds of the economy in the United States of America is is consumer spending and consumer spending is has still been pretty good. Um, 
So obviously people are not, are not, uh, experiencing what they're saying. And, you know, like this summer, (laughs) this summer when I, I would drive to the beach and listen to the radio and people on the radio were going, man, this is like the worst economy we've ever had. Gas prices are so high. And then you get to the beach and there's a thousand boats off the shore, you know, yeah, people are tooling around in speedboats, and uh, it just seems to me that you know, like it's if it's not stopping you from doing anything, then just shut up about it and and don't cry. Right, and and it, it's funny the things they focus on. We were talking about it the other day out in the garage where we're having our <clears throat> evening uh, a beverage, and uh, one of the things I said was, you know, gas prices. Gas prices. I uh, today drove by, and in South Carolina, it was at two dollars and sixty nine cents a gallon. Wow, two. That's two sixty nine, which is which is absolutely great. And the comment was, "Well, yeah, but what about eggs? The cost of eggs and uh, the cost of of bacon, and the cost of." And I was like, "Wait a minute, okay, <laughs> who who sets the prices of these things? The government doesn't. The taxes haven't gone up onto them. I mean." Guys, if you want to complain about it, go talk to the chicken farmer that sells the eggs to the thing. That's the guy you got to talk to. Well, He's the one. Not the farmer, but well, uh, probably not, mm-hmm. or you know, whoever. The I mean, but it starts it... absolutely. I said that that's where you, the blame lies. Uh, you know, when you're talking about bacon, I mean, pork is pork. I mean, come on, guys, it's it's not it's not rocket science. And I think that people just simply, like you said, they get their disinformation. They're told that bacon is what $5 a pound, which it's not. Uh, and they believe it. And, uh, but they, and they don't think about it. Even when they pick up that, that pack of bacon, even when they pick that up, that pound of bacon and they pay $3 and 99 cents, they still have it in the back of their mind. Fox news told me that it's $5 or $6 a pound or $15 a pound or whatever. And they, they don't equate that to, um, you know, to the reality of what they're actually holding in their hand. And that, that, that really is a, it's a shame. The economy is doing great. Uh, I'm looking at the chart right now. Of course, this has, it still at 4.9%, but it was been, as you say, it's been revised to 5.2% growth, which is absolutely fabulous. Uh, and services once again is always the hot, one of the highest, um, percentage rates, uh, as far as points that contribute to geo to uh, spending contribution uh, in the U.S. and it cr- contributes to the uh, GDP I, services, and it, it's not it, it surprises. It's not like durable goods. It's it's services. So you know you are doing better than you think you are. You've just gotten to that mindset that you're not, and I think that's what's what's impacting a lot of people out there. Yeah. And, uh, again, it's, you know, a lot of this is disinformation and, um, you know, we, we saw last week, I think, um, on Fox again, they were talking about an, what was it? A $91 Turkey or something like that. Yeah. I saw that. Right. For Thanksgiving and, and Thanksgiving was actually a lot less expensive this year than it was the year before. So things are actually moving in the right direction. But again, you know, any like if you go to an airport or a hospital or any place where you know you're sitting there and there's a group of people sitting around waiting, and there's a TV on, chances are pretty good that it's tuned to Fox. 
and that that's where most people are getting their information from. And it's, well, uh, at it, least it's, here is it's true. Bad. I mean, I don't yeah, care where true. you go. Fox news is the one that's, you know, I, uh, probably upstate New York, it's true. Probably down in Queens, maybe not so much, <laughs> but the fact is, is that, yeah, um, it, it's where they're getting, it's where they're getting their, uh, where they're getting their information from. And I'm looking at the U S GDP, uh, the back, the, uh, GDP breakdown, the government spending is, is very nice at almost 1%. Um, Consumer spending, 2.7%. And again, these are by the numbers before the adjustment that was made, which was actually up. Um, it was 3.6 consumer spending, which is down from four. Yeah. But, <coughs> excuse me. But, yeah, uh, I mean, but still very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, imports down almost a percent. So, I mean, yes, I mean, I'm, it's doing really, really well, and I don't understand why people do not see it and do not place. If you're paying too much for, if you're buying a $91 turkey, first of all, there's something wrong with you. That is Godzilla of turkeys. You have a really big family <laughs> if you have a $91, $91 turkey. Because I think uh, this year we did not have turkey because it was just the two of us. We did Cornish game hens, which is far more, far easier. You're not eating turkey for the next month. Uh, mm -hmm. And... I think the price of turkey was a buck twenty nine. That means that ninety one dollar turkey uh, probably was somewhere in around the range of eighty pounds. Mm. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm not a turkey farmer, <laughs> but I've never seen a, an <laughs> eighty pound turkey. And if I <laughs> did see seed. an eighty pound turkey, I'm running the other way because that's yeah. one monster turkey. So <laughs> the, yeah, the Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex of turkeys. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's going to, you know, it's going to knock down Tokyo at any moment now that the monster Turkey, the other thing that was in the news and you're right, uh, what's going on in, uh, Israel and Gaza, very important, but really that had to do here with South Carolina a little bit. Uh, the former governor, Nikki Haley has been now endorsed by the Koch brothers yeah. and they're going to be dumping all their money into the Nikki Haley campaign. I think that's an, an interesting, uh, they're putting a lot of faith. Usually they don't bet, a, bet on a, a bad horse. So it's going to be interesting to see what she could do with the money she's getting um, going well, forward. I bet it's a lot of ads in South Carolina. It, yeah, but, considering but they, that she's losing her numbers, here. Right, her numbers, even in her own state, are not very good. Nope. Um, but, you know, again, it's, there's too many candidates, and we know that DeSantis isn't dropping out. And as I said last week on our, our uh, podcast, I think to, that Christie has to drop out in order for his voters to go to her. And, you know, it's not a lot of voters and it's not a lot of different places, but it'll be a, a big boost for her. And the fewer candidates that they have in the Republican side, the better um, there's a chance of beating Donald Trump. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, that, I that needs to, that does need to be done. And I, I don't see DeSantis dropping out anytime soon. Christie says he's in it at least until New Hampshire, which is, I guess, in February. Um, so, you know, it's going to continue the way it is right now, but, uh, and the craziness continues, you know, his, his pronouncements, you know, he came out just the other day, uh, Trump did, uh, that he's going to try to repeal and replace Obamacare again. And Obamacare gets better numbers than any politician. Um, yep. You know, it polls very well. Red states have begun 
to you know embrace it um, more and more states are are taking advantage of the the largesse that it gives them and and helping their citizens out and that's that's a tough position to take i think uh trump is you know is trying to pull a couple of interesting moves on voters uh primary voters i'm guessing because i don't think anybody else is listening um in that you know he he's trying to portray himself as a moderate on abortion which is crazy yeah. and uh and and this move about uh, you know obamacare is going back to the hits again you know and uh and before long he's going to be talking about you know building the wall again and all kinds of stuff like that but uh he you know the fact that that he can continue to say i'm going to i'm going to uh use the us army inside the united states of america and we're going to use the justice department to arrest my enemies which he perceives to be his former uh defense secretary or acting defense secretary his former um uh, head of doj department of justice uh bill barr you know the the uh, his former chief of staff john kelly you know the, mark Miles, mark milley these are the people that he wants to to weaponize the government against and it it doesn't seem to make any i guess the Koch brothers were listening because or the Koch brother is listening because he, he's put his money behind nikki haley but the the primary voters aren't listening because they're no, still no. they're still all in on trump yeah that that that's very true and and I mean, mark last last week a friend of mine actually posted something about the fact that um he, you know it was one of these releases that uh johnson did for uh january 6th that shows you know like the peaceful side of january 6th i guess and and he had a, a screenshot of it and said look this was not you know you the left-wing media or the mainstream media is making this out to be, you know, the worst thing that ever happened to the country, which I think it was. Yes. And, and you know, a terrible thing that happens, which I think it was, while it looks pretty, it looks pretty um, safe to me. And, and then in the next breath says, but if people were angry that day, they had a right to be, because how did Donald Trump ever lose to Joe Biden in that election? So calling the the results of the election into you know in into question, and there's nothing you can do about these people. No, 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 there isn't. I mean, that's the that is the problem with free speech. The, you know, free speech is an important right to have. However, um, there are responsibilities that come, and I, I tell this to my students all the time. Yes, you have rights. Yes, you, you know, the Constitution guarantees some rights that you have, no doubt about it. But they are not absolute, and the idea of freedom comes with responsibility. And if you don't accept the responsibilities that are that every citizen has when living in a free society, that's when you get chaos. And these people take no responsibility. They don't take responsibility for their words. Uh, but back to, really quick, back to Nikki Haley. Again, I, I've said this to you before when you were asking about Nikki Haley as the governor of South Carolina. And again, you're right, she is losing here in South Carolina to Trump. We'll see how that plays out. But she made a speech the other day where she said, I'm going to take us out of the Human Rights Commission 
right. and I'm going to take us out of the uh, climate accords. And I'm going to, and all these, this list of things that, and they were, somebody yelled out and asked her, are you taking us out of the UN? <laughs> and there was no answer to that, which I found disturbing. Um, so as I said, my impression of Nikki Haley always was, is she's going to tell you whatever you need to hear to be popular. You know, if, if, and that's one thing that I will say Ramaswamy said, and I think he's a complete idiot, but that he did say it all depends on who she's standing in front of is exactly what she stands for. So today, if I'm standing in front of this group in New Hampshire, I stand for, you know, maple syrup and all this stuff. If I stand in South Carolina, I hate maple syrup. I stand for beaches, and, you know, and crab cakes. I, and that's true. And I think that's exactly what we get with Nikki Haley, which is a shame. I wish she would, again, now that she's got Coke's money behind her, and I think you're right. I think that uh, Christie will drop out if he does not do well up through South Carolina. Then I think he'll drop out. And I know that he won't be backing Trump, so he'll probably push him, push his backing to Haley. And I think that will help a lot. But it would be really beneficial if Nikki Haley would take a stand on something and then stay consistent. Because all she's doing is playing to the audience. Right. And I think the suspicion there is that she's still hoping to be the vice president, not the president. So she doesn't want to cut that cord. Right. And 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 do away with that possibility altogether so she's treading a little bit lightly right now uh she actually you know is she's the only one right now who's in the race who seems to have a chance yes. right B because desantis is like trump but without the charisma and nobody wants that no um and, and he's not entertaining and he doesn't he's not good at retail politics at all and he's you know sourpuss and all that kind of stuff uh, and there's nobody else. Everybody hates Chris, as I've said before. And and, and so Nikki Haley really does seem to be the only one who could um, push through here. Although I guess you could probably say that this guy, Doug Burgum's not going anywhere, the North Carolina um, governor, that he's not leaving the race, even North, though he's North, not polling. North, North Dakota? Is he, is North he, Dakota. North I Dakota, yeah. Yeah, sorry. yeah. And, uh, and he... Uh, He's not. He doesn't seem to be leaving the race. He's got tons of money. He's a very rich man, so he he's he's going to hang around and hope something happens. You know, I'm not exactly sure what that thing would be, but uh, but he he seems to be in it for for the long haul. But I I can't think of anybody else who's running who has a, a chance at dethroning Trump as the nominee than rather than Nikki Haley at this point. And I think they're all waiting to see if if the courts make their road a little bit easier. If Trump goes to jail, let's see, you know, hopefully something will happen there and then, then it'll become open. And I have to say, if you look at the polls, people are open to an alternative. They're at least open to an alternative um, as far as the general election is concerned. Primaries, you're right. Primary voters are primary voters and, and they they get their person and they stick with it. And I think that these other candidates, Asa Hutchins, I honestly think Asa Hutchins is a really good guy. I think he's probably one of the most decent people out there. Unfortunately, he has no traction. Um, is he still even in the race? I thought he had dropped out already. I have not heard that he dropped out. 
I okay. have not heard that he dropped out. <laughs> I guess if there's no difference between dropping out and not dropping out, you're probably not doing that well. You're probably not. Yeah. If you can't tell whether or not, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can't really tell, uh, okay. then yeah, you, it probably doesn't really, but you're probably irrelevant in the conversation by that point. And, and I, I agree with you. I think that uh, Haley is the one that has the best chance. I think there's a lot of those that are just hanging around in the hopes, crossing their fingers that Trump, you know, runs into the, you know, into the uh, legal dumpster and ends up, you know, totally put into that. And I think they're also waiting because let's remember the criminal charges that are being brought up. It's not like the charges up in New York today where it's fraud, where he can show come and go as he pleases. He's going to have to be there every day of the criminal trial. It's not like you don't get to show up. You have to be there every day. And if these trials start in say March, uh, then he's off the campaign trail. He's, he's totally off the campaign trail, except when he goes out in front of the cameras outside the court and then always runs a, a, the possibility of running a foul to a gag order or something. So, yeah, <clears throat> I, th I think that that that's the strategy at this point. Um, I read a very scary thing the other day that Pence actually considered not going to the certification of the electors yeah that he actually yeah. thought about not doing it and that is the, a and it was his son by the according to the story it was the son who is a marine said dad you and i swore the same allegiance to the same constitution and now again this might be a little bit of literary license there but his son the, the marine said listen you know, you, you swear the allegiance to the constitution, not a person. And, uh, just like I did as a Marine and somehow that convinced Spence that he had to fulfill his duty. So here's an interesting thing about what you're talking about. This came out, um, on an ABC news, right. uh, broad, broadcast, right. That got access somehow to Trump, to Pence's, um, deposition. So this is said under oath. And we've already seen that both Pence and Mark Meadows, when they wrote their memoirs, uh, how do I say this? Lied <laughs> in their memoirs, <laughs> right? Um, and that, and that the the publisher of Mark Meadows' memoir is suing him. Yes, right, because the memoir is basically useless now because he's come out and told the truth, and that's not in the memoir, so, right? Right. And and here's the weird thing about Pence, right? In his memoir, he tells Trump on Christmas Day, you know, I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome. But in his deposition, he says that he actually said, you know, I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome. And the difference there is a comma. A comma, after yes. You, after you know. Yeah. And what he was saying was to Trump that that Trump knows right. that he doesn't like that. That's a statement of fact. You right. know, I don't have. I don't think I have the authority to change the outcome. And that's a very different thing to say than you know. I don't think I have the authority <laughs> to change the gun. So, you know, what we're seeing is, is again, and, and I think that this has been fairly consistent since 
um, last December or December 2021 or 2020 that in the press and the media and the public, they say one thing, but when they get under oath, they say something else. And, and yeah, I mean, he told, um, the, the, you know, the prosecution team, Jack Smith's team, that he, that he did have that, that question and that, that he was saying, I, I should not attend, you know, there's too many questions, there's too many doubts in my mind. It's too hurtful to my friend, meaning Trump. Right. I'm not going to participate. And yeah, his son, you know, is a Marine and said, we took the same oath. You got, you got to go do your job. And we know that Grassley had come out with a statement saying that he would be in charge of the counting of the votes on January 6th and that his people walked that back. Um, you know, but that, that Grassley evidently thought that he was going to be the, um, you know, leading that, uh, on January 6th. Uh, and he had got that idea from somewhere. So, uh, so, you know, like, this is like, this is full on, you know, coup d'etat stuff, right. That they were going to, that they really were going to do this. And we'll continue this conversation in the next episode. We hope you join us. So that's all the time we have for today's episode. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS, an open journal for upcoming scholars. The JCIS is currently accepting article submissions on an ongoing basis. The JCIS is a publication of Nova Works, a depository at Nova Southeastern University. The Phoenix Group, an independent research consortium offering social issue solutions to NGOs and international government agencies through multidisciplinary, nonpartisan, and unbiased research. And finally, BH Conflict Resolution Services, a full-service dispute resolution firm offering expert and cost-effective mediation services to couples, groups, and businesses. BHCRS can be reached at www.bhcrs.com. We'd also like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society. The Nova Society is available on all these and other quality platforms mentioned in our description. And finally, Podkite, our analytical partners. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. Without you, the Nova Society would not be possible. If you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest on the Nova Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. Always remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Scott Gershwer, Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon, and all of us here at the Nova Society, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time.